1: a blockbuster episode for Eurobash episode 73 as we're joined by Darren Till, Piotr Jan and Pedro Carvalho. How are you, Norman Grah? I'm a bit in a bad way after the crying wedding of I'm 2020.
2: I'm good, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually in good form. Um, my brain, we're doing it a little bit earlier than normal. My brain's a little bit all over the place still, as you know. It's yeah. sort of like, it, it's a warming up process for me.
1: He usually, only hits peak conversational hours at about midnight. 4 a.m.
2: Yeah, well, tw- yeah, that's that's pretty fair. <laughs> that, that actually is pretty fair. I'll, I'll give you that one. So, no, listen, it's been a mad week. I've had mad hours all over the place with the fights on, getting up, sitting up at 7 a.m., then back in in the office on Sunday morning, all over the place. But yeah, I am I, coffee boo.
1: That sounds there you, you sound riveting. I, I think usually when we do it earlier, you don't have this kind of energy. I think some of the energy might be because of that fantastic Darren Till interview people are going to hear in about Ooh, five or ten minutes. Um, we finally got him we bagged the scouser
2: yeah we did
1: <laughs> do you think the listeners gave him peer pressure after last week's episode when we were saying um about his uh somewhat
2: speak of the devil he just texted me there another one of the screenshots but yeah maybe that is he's been he's been very friendly maybe he listened to the episode and went i'm screwing these lads around a bit
1: i love Northern pete i need to help them yeah
2: 100 percent.
1: help us darren till you're our only hope But, um, yeah, huge weekend of fights, obviously, at UFC 248. Cage Warriors 112 was insane as well. I was doing my best to uh, watch them uh, while I was at this wedding. But uh, tremendous, as we know, Wiley Zhang and Ioanni and Jacek, probably one of the greatest fights ever at the weekend. Absolutely incredible showing from both of them. Shite. Um, It was was really hard to tell. He won that fight. At the very end, I had absolutely no idea um, what way it was going to go. And we'll be talking about that more later. But um, shall we hit up the latest news headlines? Dude. it. Jan meets Marlon Marois in the main event of UFC Kazakhstan on Jul- June 13th. Excuse me. Cyril Gan is out of his, his meeting with Shamil Adrakamov at UFC 249. Curtis Blades meets Alexander Volkov in the UFC Saskatoon main event on June 20th. And um, from Sam Grimes this morning... Um, which he saw on a bus stop. Peter Queeley and Pitbull looks like they're meeting in the main event of Bellator Dublin on October 3rd. Um, we believe that that was uh, slipped out there by accident this morning. Uh, Liam McCourt takes on Sarah Harding at May's Bellator London. Uh, Matthews Gamrod is back in action this weekend, uh, next weekend, sorry, um, at Lightweight when he takes on Edmielsen Sosa at KSW 53. And, uh, Pudzianowski is out of the same card he was meant to meet Quentin Domingos on that card. Ian Gary will no longer compete at Cage Warriors London. He's now targeting uh, May's Belfast show. And Aries 2 has been postponed due to coronavirus. My God. Are you worried at all? Tell me now mm. that UFC London could be hit by yeah. this. You kind of keep saying this to me.
2: Yeah, I just... Playing
1: yeah, with my emotions. I think,
2: you know, if we look at what's going on around the world and around the globe in terms of the numbers of people that are getting affected. <laughs> The Number of events that are, are being cancelled, you know, here in Dublin, obviously, this morning, and um, we've had Ireland and France cancelled this way this weekend for the Six Nations. And um, later, uh, tomorrow night, uh, sorry, tonight <laughs> shows we released, uh, PSG's game at home, um, is being played behind closed doors. So it's saying to me, the more this spreads, the more people get infected with the coronavirus the more events we're going to be looking at being postponed and London could potentially be one of them. Don't say that to me, man.
1: Big year's weekend, LA, that weekend. It's a big one for Europe. I
2: just think, yeah, you know, I just think it's the situation we're in and I think, you know, the more it spreads and the more numbers that people are going to have, they're going to have to start clamping down. They probably should have cancelled a number of events already, but they haven't, so it shows you how serious the French government are taking. They've had a number of events cancelled across their sporting calendars, so I would not be surprised to see a number of things affected in the UK and Ireland in the next number of months and weeks.
1: I'm staying hopeful it will not be called. But what did you make of this uh, Peter Quigley v Pitbull announcement from oh, Sam Grimes, right. who just how, how took a picture it? of it on a bus stop this well, morning? <laughs>
2: It's it sort of sums up what we've been saying. Like, how does this kind of marketing mess happen? Like, oh, come on, it's guys! Wild. It's 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 wild. Only in Ireland could that happen. Like, but you know, it's not. It's it, it's very messy. It really is very messy. You know, you know, someone sh- should be getting this story released, or they should be, you know, they they, they should have these things down to a T and the, and the, and they don't. It's uh, it's just it's just a bit of a it, it it's a bit of a joke, really.
1: The Bellator big press conference is on today in New mm-hmm. York, so I assume that you know. Queely and Pitbull, if it's happening, seems like it's yeah, happening. I think it is. It's going to be uh, <laughs> announced. And um, I just wanted to talk uh, a few talking points uh, from last week. Obviously, a huge week. There's so many talking yeah, points. Yeah, but the uh, first one I want to say is everybody wrote Joanna off going into that fight. And no, she didn't get a win. But Jesus Christ, she is absolutely one of the greatest female fighters ever. That was That was, there was absolutely nothing in that fight. Look at the her face at the end of the fight. So many people are saying her chin has gone since that Rose fight. To be honest, after seeing her take the shots that yeah. Zhang had there, I think it's the most substantiated I've ever seen her when she's talking about the Rose fight, that first one where yeah. she got knocked out, and the weight cut and all that. It's hard, it's hard not to believe that shit when you, when you see how many big, big shots she had off Oily Zhang, oh. who we know is an absolute destroyer, who proved that she's an yeah. absolute destroyer in the comment of UFC 248. But I really feel as though... Even though she didn't come away with a win, she's absolutely... she's Her stock has gone up
2: again. huge amount. Yeah, listen, all week, the way she conducted herself, and I was tweeting about how great she is. I always am, because she is great. She's great for women's mixed martial great arts. Oh. She's, she's great for promotion of the sport. She's just a fantastic representative. I know she had that corona gaffe beforehand. It was taken you know, taken with a pinch of salt. She didn't mean to do that. She apologised. But at the end of the day, when you have an athlete like Joanna Young-Jacek in mixed martial arts... Um, you know what she's done for her popularity in Poland is mental. People don't understand how mm-hmm. popular she is in Poland. Like, if you look at that fight as well, you have to just remember, while Li Zhang was fading badly after that second round, Joanna came into it way, way, way more in the third, fourth, and fifth of championship rounds.
1: Gumshield remember at the end. It of the- was br- and smiling
2: oh man. She's she's an absolute gangster, as as I think I tweeted out the other night. And she's, um, you know, the only thing I will say about the fight. Because of the physical toll and nature of the fight, it's one of those fights where, you know, does it change both girls careers forever? Because it was just such an absolute war. We've seen it happen so many times in mixed martial arts, that kind of, um, you know, knock on effect from, from a fight of that magnitude. Um,
1: Luckily now Joanna's there's no uh, yeah. big bad injuries that hematoma obviously looks awful it crazy but uh, it's uh, it seems like it's had no um, yeah thankfully know, serious impact the hematoma anyway yeah. on the brain or anything like that but uh, yeah absolutely the devastating toll that both of those guys yeah. had to take in there but absolutely one of the best fights I've ever seen yeah life. like
2: and I just think you know the technical ability is like the striking was was so good so clean so crisp, cr- crisp. and you know like ten years ago you wouldn't have seen anything near that level it was.
1: And it's way more than just the way she fights, right? As you said earlier, like I saw people like getting upset with the way she faces off it's the rubbish. opponent starts talking. Rubbish. You are far more interested in this fight when you see her do that. She knows you are. And look at walking. But it's not it's not it's not a test it's not just a test to fight Joanna in there when you're in the cage. It's a test beforehand. She's messing Like, Wiley would tell her to shut up and all that stuff, but you could see it was messing yeah. with her. She didn't know, what, well, Jesus Christ, this girl's aggressive. Yeah. You know, they, they, you could see it in the face-offs. So I think that's two huge tests that yeah. Wiley Zhang has passed. Um, and look, I can't wait for the fight again. It's probably not going to happen immediately, but... Jesus Christ, that, that fight it was like, just incredible. It
2: could have gone either way. I had a 2-2 going into the fifth. I did actually make a concerted effort to score it, even though it was very exciting. So I had a 2-2 going into the last, and I had, a, what, 48-47 um, for Wiley. But it, it literally could have gone either way. And I think if we're looking at that again, and I want to speak about Joanna just at the end of this, um, before we move on to whatever we're going to move on to. But again, you said it. It's the total package, man. It's, it's what she does before she gets in there. The shit talk, she invests people. Like, look at her walkout, even. How Savage. good was her walkout? Savage. Like, creeping down. It was just deadly. And she keeps it up the whole way through the fight as well. The smile and the talk and the shit talk. Bring it. Touching the her final bell shoulders. rings.
1: Unreal. She's doing the
2: cash sign to Dana Whitelick. Brilliant. She's a gangster. She's
1: She'll a gangster. always be Joanna champion to me.
2: Is she Yes, Joanna queen champion. There we are.
1: Habib and Tony had a press conference, and yeah. it was very interesting. I was half caught watching it, to be honest. Um it was I found it very, very entertaining. It was brilliant,
2: it's, man. It was um, these guys generally hate each other as well. You know what? That's, no what I, that's what I that's
1: what I retook really from it, because Habib is not yeah. the most uh, look, he, he's a very dark kind of stoic dude, but you could see that whole street fight thing yeah. just set him off mm. and it was great. It went for some fantastic TV. Tony is as uh, outspoken and all over the place right. as, as he usually is, and I, I loved it. Um, didn't like him telling the guy to fuck off who asked him about the being an advocate for mental health, but at the same time, yeah. it's still very interesting. Um, <laughs> how much are
2: you uh, mate, hoping that fight happens? Listen, you know me, and you know how I feel about this fight. I've I've wanted this fight to happen for five years, and I it, it, yes, please, God, MMA God, if there is an MMA God. Just just let this fight happen. I just We've need to see We've been dickheads in
1: the past, then, oh my God. We're, yeah. we're, we're, we're all our hands up here. This is the one. This is the only one we want. This is the biggest fight in we're terms gonna of We're never going to ask you for anything again after ever.
2: this. It's the biggest fight ever. It really is in terms of an actual contest between two guys where we find it very, very hard to pick Who wins? It's an he'll insanely good fight. No, Tony elbows he'll be, he'll him off his back wins. and knocks him out. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> he's right? going to knock yes. him out from guard. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's going to be something insane Imagine Tony that Imagine, that it it'd be draft. amazing. It's oh, the God, call God, of the man. century, right? <laughs> um, it, it is, man. And I think now we've seen an extra level to this with that press conference, with obviously Habib slapping Tony's interim title belt uh, uh, on Kickin- the ground, the- kicking it or whatever he did with it. And you saw the interviews, obviously after as well, the one-on-ones and the scrums. There's genuine distaste between those two guys, and I think you have, um, like, even narrative even there with McGregor as well, I and mean, everyone's talking about this rematch. You've you've, you've already with Paradigm all that. Tony was openly talking about that as well. So you've you've elements all over the place here where we can just create a dynasty of this lightweight division the fights we've all wanted to see for years I, I finally feel as though we might get all these fucking fights in the next 12 months
1: it's weird right though because um, obviously this is a huge fight mm. and like I feel like Habib and Tony should be all that Dana's talking about when either of those two guys are brought up but yet again at the press Connor's conference bringing his name in. yet again at the press conference he's saying you know Connor Habib is going to be bigger than Mayweather and Etc. What do you think of Connor? Obviously, getting involved and Habib and him throwing a bit of shit at each other again. I mean, is this just <laughs> the, Anytime either of them are going to be in the headlines? Are we going to see one kind of throwing? Yeah, a, but an it's all in? it's
2: all good news for Tony Ferguson. He, you know, he's flying under the radar. You know, Dana White's dismissing him. As far as I'm concerned, I think the, a lot of the media are dismissing him as well. A lot of the fans are dismissing him. He's gonna go out about his business I think they're dismissing
1: him. I think everybody knows this is the best two fighters in the lightweight Well Fight. how
2: many times have we heard to- people talk about, about you know a world title rematch between Connor and and like that's most of them was Tony. Dana White
1: though. That,
2: no, not reading. I wouldn't agree with that.
1: I haven't seen any any media members go, I, I need to see Habib and Connor rematch before I see Habib and Tony. I don't think.
2: No, but they're talking about the rematch for the world title. Oh yeah, I mean, so that's overlooking Tony, in my opinion. But listen, anyway, at, at the end of the day, I love it. I hope it happens. And yeah, Connor again, as you know, he, he he's done a great job of keeping his head in there, mm. keeping people interested, keeping people talking. He's been doing it to everyone.
1: Absolutely, absolutely right. Well, look, let's get on with our first interview of the day. It is the gorilla himself, Darren Till. He caught up with Noel McGrath for a bit of a chin wag about the the middleweight championship fight between Israel Adesanya and Yal Romero. That's Kind of earned a lot of criticism, we'll say. And then we'll um, he obviously talks a bit about this perceived fear of Joel Romero. Um, the fact that he's not been not going on the piss for a whole year. Yeah. And uh, the fact that welterweight still seems to be an option. And of course, Noel asked him about uh, UFC Dublin. Dana White's post UFC 248 comment saying that Darren is most likely to fight there next. So um, yeah, we'll be back to you guys in about 20 minutes. Here is the fantastic Darren Till who we never doubted will be back on the never. show, of course.
2: Delighted to welcome onto the show, have him back on the show. It's been quite a while uh, that we've had him on Eurobash and com. It is the man, Israel Adesanya had some comments to make about him and he's obviously a keen onlooker in this middleweight division. It is Darren Till. Darren, my friend, good to have you back on. How's all in Liverpool? It's
3: good, mate. Liverpool's always good. It's cheerful, especially after <laughs> last, last night watching uh, Paul Kelly make his long way to the return. So... Yeah, back with a bang.
2: Yeah, your good pal Paul Kelly. Talk to me about that. Back with a bang. Um, you know, Baron knuckle, obviously a guy who's he's one of the, the pioneers of the of the Liverpool scene.
3: Yeah, well, you know, I don't think I have to say much more. We all know where he's been, don't we? You know, for those yeah. that don't know where he's been, I'll just basically say he's been in jail for the past, I think, ten years, is it? And you know, he's out and he wants to have a few few fights and see if he's still got it. And see what sort of level he can get up to. You know, everyone knows he reached the fair level in the UFC. And so last night was his first comeback fight. He, he, he fought a tough kid actually. And uh, he stopped him in the second round, if I'm correct. Good stuff. So I'm still on a on a high from that. Still a bit amped up. <laughs> so go, going into the week, we're a, a positive little win there for all the guys at Carbon, which is good, mate, isn't it?
2: Good stuff. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we got to start it off, obviously, and ask you the you know the big fight last night in Las Vegas, UFC two four eight. Um, what did you make of the fight, Darren, between Israel Adesanya and Yo Romero? You know, it's got a lot of criticism online. It's got a lot of criticism from Dana White. What was your take on the fight? Uh, I just,
3: I just think it was stale, mate. Like uh, I don't think anyone expected. You know, people can probably say that my last fight was quite stale, which it was. But I didn't bigger up or nothing. You know what I mean? I just I sort of just, like, well, you know, went in there, got the win, technically, and, and then went home, you know what I mean? All happy at my me, me new division middleweight. And, but that fight was bigged up, you know, obviously, because everyone about how scared of y'all is. And, you know, for the past few months, I've been making jokes about, you know, oh, well, I'm scared of y'all because he's an animal. And, you know, is he has been in these technical wars and that, you know, like with Gaslam. And then it was just like, as I said, mate, Yo, looked dead heavy. Didn't look as yeah. as explosive, and Izzy was sort of running away a bit and stuff like that. But you know, you can always give them a due for one fight, and you know you can give them a bypass. So that's that's it, really. Mate, there's not really a lot to comment because there was not a lot happening. the The fight before the the and um, I think it's Wh- Whaley Zhang. Is yeah, it mate? That's the one. Man. What yeah. a fight!
2: It was unreal.
3: Oh, my God, mate. I have never seen a fight like that in my life.
2: Where Where do you rank that? Just, just out of interest. You know, just is it the greatest fight that we've ever na- seen?
3: Fucking unbelievable, mate. Unbelievable.
2: It was. I don't even
3: know what to say. Unbelievable.
2: It was. I was left speechless after it was. Uh, it was a bit sour to come in and, and have a main event like that Um after such a, a spectacle we saw. You know, it, it's right up there for me as one of the greatest fights of all oh time. Oh
3: my god, the shit! Like them two girls, give them five million dollars each,
2: definitely, and
3: sarah, sarah, because they deserve it. And I actually, me, you know what? I, I thought Joanna just about grabbed that.
2: Yeah, it really did. Conor McGregor tweeted the same thing last night as well. He thought that she took but it, but listen, it was it was such a close fight that I don't think it was a loser in that fight. No,
3: it listen, it's one of them things where wh- whoever wins just wins, and there's okay, no hard feelings there. Obviously, hard feelings in the way of Joanna because she could be the champion, but she sort of is a champion after a fight like that. mate, you know, there's there's no other thing to do now apart from rebook the rematch. What what a fight, man! <laughs> it was what unbelievable.
2: One for the ages. I think it's it's a hall of fame. Um, you know, definitely in in a couple of years. Yeah, maybe five years next. time, it's getting
3: inducted into the hall of fame. There's no questions asked.
2: Definitely. All right, let's. Uh, you know, as much as excited I was about that as well, Darren. What, what, what do you think? Um obviously Oh
3: mate, I'm just staying in the middle now, with my big big belly. I need to get to the gym in the morning. <laughs> Fucking hell
2: <laughs> You're a gas man, Darren. Darren what do you think of Paolo Costa? Will he will he match up better against Israel Adesanya How do you feel that fight's gonna play it?
3: I do think as much as you know everyone says me fight, is he next, I do think Paulo has a I think he is like the rightful guy next to fight for, you know, the title. He's definitely, definitely, ain't it? Obviously, I know he's out. Is he Is he out with surgery or something, is he?
2: Yeah, he is at the moment. He's recovering from yeah. surgery, yeah.
3: Yeah, I don't know the story there. But, yeah, I think maybe he's going to get the next shot. And he comes with a lot of aggression and power. He's a big dude. Yeah, he's not, not as... I don't think he's as quick as, as Izzy, but he's got, right. he brings a lot of power. So... I think it will be a good matchup. You know what, mate? I wouldn't like to pick on that fight either. I think that's a that's a tough fight for both guys. Technical, base aggression, and and strength, and you know that could go either way. That that's a good. That's an interesting fight, especially that it's my division I'm in mean, as well. You know what I mean?
4: <laughs> Definitely I'll keep a
3: close eye.
2: I know you've you've said, and you, I know you've said it sort of half jokingly about Yoel Romero, and uh, you know being scared <laughs> and afraid of him. But are, are are you scared and afraid of him after watching that performance last night?
3: Of course, mate. He's a beast. I'm terrified.
2: I don't believe you. Do you not believe me? No, I don't you believe start,
3: you. Are you starting to get onto like the? There's like 50 percent of people still commenting saying, "I know I' so scared and all that." They still believe it, so you know,
2: I don't know. I, I think you're playing some some mind games, and I, I think it's yeah. Been, I think it's been the Listen, same. I'm it.
3: comfortable with my own uh, mentality and my own, you know. Uh, at the end of the day, mate, if you want to fucking come and fight with me whoever you are on this earth, come and fucking fight. I don't give a fucking shit <laughs> who you are. but So that's why I don't really give a fuck to give like this mean ego off or this, yeah. you know, there's a time and a place. You know, there's always guys I've had words with back and forth and whenever I've seen them, they haven't said anything because I think they know that if, if you want to do something in front front of me, mate, they can. You know, i seen Khabib talking to Tony, like, how many fights have you had on the street? Like, I'll eat you in that. Like that's some fucking that's some scouser mentality shit, mate. I'll fucking eat your face off alive. You <laughs> know what I mean? Like that's that's my kind of mentality. So I'm very comfortable with myself to like Say yeah, I'm afraid of this guy, or I'm afraid of him. And have you taken
2: you know, a different, you know, maybe what, Have you taken a different approach and mindset as, as you're saying there from what you you did in, you know, your welterweight run? Because you know, a lot of the time we saw you, you were you were very aggressive and in the guy's faces. Now it seems to be more passe, more chill, Darren Taylor, as you say.
3: I've still got the same mentality, and I'm building it back up in a different way to get even more stronger and powerful. And um, but like yeah, there's been a few changes, a few tweaks, and uh, hopefully for the better. Hopefully for the the wiser. Hopefully for the stronger. You know, uh, growing more mature. You know, I'm only twenty seven as well, mate. Yeah. I've still got another, you know, I've still got eight, like eight years left in this game. So you know, it's scary to think what I could achieve if I put my my full capacity to it. So yeah, there's been a few tweaks, mate. And I'm growing and I'm learning and you know, new weight class. And you know, if I get the belt this year, mate. I would, I would love to go back down to welterweight and challenge for whoever's the champion there, and you know, set out to what I did, set out to do in welterweight. Could could you still you know, make maybe the weight? One last hurrah to make that dreaded weight. <laughs>
2: could could you still make the weight cut? Do you believe?
3: It it just it, the only thing that i would have to change there was it it, it would have to be a it would have to be it would have to be a lot of months with the right, correct, hundred percent. In every area to make the way for a one-time fight, and then that's it. I call it, you know, a day. Yeah. Because I, I put my body through so... Oh, the baby's calling me daddy. <laughs> I, I put my body through so much stress, you know, just for it, and I couldn't do it anymore. Only one more fair time, enough.
2: probably. Fair enough. That's that's <laughs> totally fair. Um, Darren, I gotta ask you. Israel Adesanya uh, mentioning embedded this week. He sort of implied. Um, you know that he he keeps his his enemies closer, and he he knows what you want, and that's his title. He also called you a pussy as well. How would you react to his? reaction? yeah, yeah,
3: mate. Who the fuck's he talking to? La, <laughs> What are you messing. I mean, it's all good. Of course, of course, he's keeping me close. We we speak every day. Me and him, we message every day. So, it's it's all good, mate, people. There's an, under, say, there's an underbelly well, there,
2: though, Darren, isn't there? There's a, it's a tone. I think it's more of a sarcastic tone to, to maybe get underneath Israel's nerves. Is that fair to say?
3: Yeah, and also, you know Israel knows I'm not scared of y'all. He's just doing that for the... You know, he knows what he's doing. You know, so do I. You know, look at the way I've marketed this whole thing now with the y'all thing and everything. You know what I mean? Like...
2: Yeah, it's been great. Fucking
3: genius, like, you know what I mean?
2: <laughs> so, so, right, i got to ask you then, right, you know, Dana White mentioned last night, and, uh, you know, I know you're keen on fighting in the, in the US. I'll ask you that probably first. Any updates on the visa issue um, for you to get back into the US to be able to fight?
3: Yeah, well, I've got a meeting in two weeks about it, and then I'll have a final deci- decision then. It's 100% I'm going to get one in the two weeks' time. So, I've just got to wait now, play the waiting game and that. And uh, I've also got to thank the UFC and all the legal staff there for the help they gave me, mate. You know, uh, I'm probably being a pain in the ass to them. They've got, like, Washington lawyers and everything on it. But, so, you know, as much as there's a lot of things that fighters and that cry about with the UFC, like, oh, pay this, pay that. And, you know, I'm one of them guys, like, you know, yeah, a little bit of extra pay, it'd be nice and that. You need to remember a lot of the things the UFC does for us as well, you know what I mean? So... You know, uh, it's it's good and bad sometimes, isn't it?
2: Definitely a hundred percent. Dana, as I said, also mentioned, um, we talked about this a little bit off air before we came on. Um, he implied that your next fight's probably gonna be in Dublin here in Ireland. What uh, what are your thoughts on that as in contact with I'll Dana? I'll tell
3: him when my next fight is, and that's all there is to say about that, all right, mate. <laughs>
2: fair enough. Fair enough, but but has there been I any... messing? No, if
3: he says it's Dublin, mate, it is but I'd love to like come to him and say can I maybe squeeze one in before Dublin, you know, because I am in, like, sort of fight shape now and, uh, like, ready to go in the next few weeks, maybe a month or two, so... But it just depends, mate, how it all fares up. I, you know, I'm looking at that... Uh, I was looking at Brunson and Edmund. They they, they yeah. got rescheduled. I was looking forward to that fight, but, you know, whatever happened with them. But we'll see. But, mate, I fought in Dublin in 2015. I, tw- I was I there I on 24th of October, 2015. And, oh, oh, my God, mate, I had the fight of the night with Dalby. It was entered into the top ten fights of that year. And, uh, mate, what a crowd, what a city, what a place.
2: Well, that, you know... It- I was going to mention that to you—that fight against Dalby, that was a special, special fight. Yeah. Um, you know, it was an incredible fight. Obviously, a draw, but you know, it, Dublin is a place that's sort of close to your heart. There's a great relationship with Dubliners and, and Liverpool and Ireland and Liverpool. Would that be a, a bucket list moment to headline a card here in Ireland for you?
3: Well, yeah, because back then I was, you know, fairly unknown. Now, with the following I've got, you know, every time I go to the island, mate, it's like I'm, I'm the most popular person. Wherever else I've been It's like I I couldn't even imagine What like Happens with McGregor And that While he's there But they're probably Used to seeing him now The way people in Liverpool Used to see me Mate That'd be like Another highlight for me Another highlight And uh, You know So if Dana's saying that Then let's fucking do it Mate
2: uh, yeah, I'd be down for that. I think you've, you know, as I said, any time I see you here, there's people, you know, all over you. So it's, it'll be a no-brainer for me to have you.
3: Yeah, and and the after party be more <laughs>
2: <laughs> definitely, definitely. <laughs> tri- yeah. That's the one thing you haven't done, Darren. You haven't. We've never had a beer when you when you've been here. We've never had a pint of Guinness together, man. We got our. We well,
3: oh, got- my am Actually, teetotal this year though. So my next, my next beer that'll touch my mouth will be the 15th of December. I made myself a little promise. I was like, wow. well, this year, 2020, I'm not going to drink. I'm going to, like, focus even more than I usually do. And, you know, I do, like, a beer every now and then, but I'm going to cut it out for a year, so... Have you not had a drop oh, this year at all? I, I I didn't have a drop over Christmas, not for my birthday, not while wow. I was in Brazil. The last drop of beer I had was, like, the 11th of December in 2019, so... Till, like, the 11th, 15th of this year, mate, I won't have a drop
2: of beer. And why is, it, know. why is it, was it becoming a problem, or is it just, you no, want to cut it No, never
3: a problem, but, you know, I, I like a beer, and it's like, you know, sometimes you go out, a little bit unfocused, and if you haven't got a fight booked, it's so easy for your mates to say, say oh, let's go out just for one, and then one tins, turns into 150, <laughs> next minute you're naked in McDonald's buying <laughs> cheeseburgers, you know what I mean, mate? It's just a... It's not a good combo.
2: <laughs> I, I'm Irish, mate. I, I I well I well know what what the Guinness does. Yeah, to you and the... Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, you you you're on the level, but <laughs> so it's just a little thing for me. Like focus even more than I usually did in the past, and put everything I have already do even more into getting this belt and setting out what I set out to do. So you know, one year, no, no, no beer. It's not going to harm anyone, is it, mate?
2: Fair play to you, yeah. You know, I, yeah. I respect that and uh, admire that, Darren. I have to ask you in terms of the division itself. Obviously, it was you know you would aim to fight Jared Cannonier on uh, Saturday night's card. There, that was that was the plan, but it's gone a little bit out the window with his pectoral injury. How do you see the dynamic of the division now in terms of you going forward and who you're going to fight next?
3: It could be Jared in Dublin, mate, If that's what Dana's saying, it could well be Jared still. I still think he's up there.
2: Is that the fight you want?
3: Yeah. If he if he's the beast, and if y'all's the beast, and all these guys are the beast, then I want them. Because I'm a fucking beast. So that's 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 it, mate. The division's looking very exciting. It is. So, you know, if it's Jared, it's Jared, mate. But if it's anyone,
2: apart from y'all. <laughs> Will you stop that now? It, it's, it's, it's getting <laughs> old, darn. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do, do you look at this right just a couple more and I do appreciate the time Yeah. in, in terms of the division and, and looking at the year I know you're a guy you like to visualise things what is the path you see for, for this year you know towards the end of the year
3: by the end of the year it, it would be it would be be a beat it after title that, that would put the cherry on top and then coming into 2021 maybe looking at a move back down to Walter and Trying to solidify that last belt and then, you know, uh, going from there. Uh, both divisions made a tough, tough divisions. Yeah. They really are. Uh, Usman's Ushman, a killer down at welterweight, and you know, uh, that's that's it. Made that sort of the visualization plan. But as I say, mate any anything can happen. Uh, yeah. Anything can happen. It's like you know, one wrong move and. It's out the window, so you just gotta be careful. But you gotta, as you say, mate, you gotta put everything into it. You gotta put everything into it. Yeah, no yeah
2: You seem totally, uh, you know, obviously you've learned a lot from that fight against Tyron Woodley, and we've talked about that before. But you seem totally focused on on righting those wrongs of, of of that championship fight that that you lost, obviously against Tyron Woodley. Is is that the feeling?
3: Yeah, that that was, as I say, mate, that uh, that mentality sort of. I'm the best. Fuck you. I don't know. Blah 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 blah, and then you know Woodley beat me, and then obviously, you know there the, was the worst loss to Masvidal, and and it sort of like it uh, made me tweak, as I said to you before, me made me tweak a few things, but yeah. I, I I appreciate that that beating that Woodley give me, uh, you know, one day maybe we will run it back, but that does I don't know, I don't know what 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 will happen, but you know, thank you very much if you're listening, uh, Tyron. Stop posting pictures on Instagram of elbowing me in the face. I don't appreciate
2: it. Oh. Bit of <laughs> bit, bit bit of beef there still, is there?
3: Yeah, a little bit of beef. But I I can't get so mad at him because I, I do like his mother. I think his mother's a, a nice per, a really nice person.
2: That's fair. That is yeah. fair. Darren, listen, I I'd love to see a headline here in Dublin. I hope yeah. everything goes your way in terms of the Visa and that you're 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 still are you still sliding up in, in Donald Trump's DMs? <laughs>
3: yeah. I can send you the screenshot of all the messages mate you'll fucking you'll die honestly you'll die I, I sent a son a message I was like yo mate get your dad to message me back uh, brilliant. <laughs> so I'll send you that screenshot promise uh, but yeah nothing <laughs> happened <enough> with that
2: <laughs> brilliant stuff Darren listen I always appreciate the time I'm looking forward to seeing you get back in there thanks again for uh, for stopping my show sure
3: mate thank you have a good Sunday
1: mate and what a pleasure it was to have Mr. Till back in the building
2: Back in the show, Darren now. Come on, Darren. Just text back next time. Don't make it a process.
1: You know, it could <laughs> you could be a host if you wanted to, Darren. Like, you know, at this stage, Europe's biggest podcast, why not? You know? I don't I don't see why not.
2: Get him on, yeah. Should we come on as a special co host or something in London with you? Like,
1: I mean he I mean he'd probably demand a lesser paycheck than Noel McGrath. That was low.
2: <laughs> 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 it's a. Uh, it's uh, see my bank account,
1: mate. <laughs> Look, it's it's all this the money he spends on Guinness. We need a Guinness sponsorship for Noel McGrath. Also, a few different things we're working on. Sure, it looks like
2: Paul Felder's a uh, donut sponsorship after last week. Oh yeah,
1: thank you to John Metz yeah, you, for that. You, thank you, sir. Yeah. Um, yes, lovely stuff. Uh, let's get on to what happened last weekend uh, at UFC Two Four Eight. We'll begin. We'll get on the Cage Warriors later. But holy shit! Um, one of the greatest fights ever, followed by one of the. Lamest fights ever where we say, Erp, no, I was just trying to say something that matches, but I mean, a lot of complaints on that main event. Um, maybe we should talk about that first. Uh, Adesanya v Romero, it was very tough to watch after the war, yeah, that had preceded it. I find that didn't give it, I don't think it was tough thing. to watch,
2: I think that's unfair. No,
1: I was, I thought it was quite, I, tense. Was, tr- I, I
2: yeah. was like intrigued because we know how explosive YOL can be, and I think that was one of the. Um, sort of facets we were talking about coming in you know mm. that yo would explode like Chris he did against Chris Weidman. Yeah. and listen I think Izzy's not getting enough stick here as well you know if you're going to criticise both of them have a criticise uh, of Israel as well Israel was sprinting literally off the back foot on a number of occasions so but he I mean, was finding very hard to close the distances which,
1: it, but you're allowed to do that in fighting like, and that's my point Like, I mean the, the thing is for, for both I understand why Adesanya fought the way he did um, and I I understand less the way Romero fought, to be honest. Uh, that To be honest, that, but, that's what I saw.
2: Okay, right. What could Romero do then better to try and get at him? Actually throw punches, I guess. But he couldn't close the distance. Yeah, I know. But I mean, that
1: that's up to him to close the distance. If he's getting landed on by Adesanya, which I felt he was, um, I felt, I, I get it, right? After watching the first round, because he lands a big left in the first round and he wins that round for me, then you're kind of going, well, maybe that's what he's going to try and do yeah. in every round. But when it doesn't happen in round two, three, four, you're going, all right, you're going to have to go hell for leather letter here in, in, in the fifth. Um, and I just didn't think he really did. Like, the, the problem I see with it mostly for Romero is the fact that Dana White's come out and said he, well, he's never fighting for a title again, basically. He he wasn't that pointed with the criticism, I guess. Like I mean, it did feel like he was definitely on more Izzy's side than Romero's. But mm. the fact that he's, he's put Romero in this title shot – the whole thing has been built on how scary he is. All the video and the build-up, all the things that went viral were just him being excruciatingly yeah. intimidating to media members. Mm. Like um, that ESPN interviewer, he's yeah. like, go, go. And You're- then and then the Oscar Willis one, did you see that? Where he asked no, him, what's the biggest Oscar mistake he ever made in his life? And it got very intense very quickly. Uh-huh. You don't want to know.
2: You want Doc. It was,
1: um, but like, I mean, do, do you think that's... Yeah. That's probably the way, It probably is the last time we're going to see Romero Foy for a middleweight title. Probably, toilet.
2: yeah. Probably, you know, Dana, when, when he comes out and says these things, and especially in situations like that when it's playing directly into his bank account and <laughs> his pocket, he's, uh you know, he, he normally does stick to his guns. That's the one thing he does stick to his guns on. And I think, you know, Roel's, Yoel's role, Yoel's at the age now where, yeah, like that could very well be his last shot at the big time. And I would not be surprised if we see him... Um, you know, maybe run out his contract and and then head over to to World fighting championships.
1: Who knows? Who knows? It's thing about Adesanya is I found like uh, I get what you're saying. Like both of them deserves criticism for the result of what it was, yeah. the spectacle there. But the amount of people that have jumping off the Israel Adesanya uh, bandwagon because of that fight is unbelievable. Like I mean, we're forgetting like Anderson Silva's fights. I mean, the, one of the greatest fighters of all time. Like mm. a, a fighter that had a profound effect on me when he was on his ascent. Wonderboy um, you know,
2: Wonder and Woodley, part two.
1: You know, like, Till v. Wonderboy. Yeah, till um, v. Gosselin. You know, like, it's so quickly that these put people flip-flop on these guys. I just think it, it's, it's crazy. It's mad, our sport. <laughs> when you see what Romero has done to guys with one shot yeah. before, and then you're going, why didn't you go in and fucking just stand in the pocket
2: and exchange with him? It's like... That's the reason why.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's clever.
2: A, I can understand the way... It, Maybe I'm being a little bit more lenient on both guys. I can understand the way the way, the way that fight played out. And we the, even and said it last week. Why. We were
1: like, we were like, yeah. he's not gonna try, he's not gonna try much takedowns. Yeah. I think he tried to take down round three. It didn't work, and then yeah. we're back to a stalemate. But I, I do. Feel I just
2: don't understand that, to be honest. With you with Yawl as well. Maybe that's one thing. You know, why does he never use his fucking wrestling? Like,
1: maybe it just t- saps too much power. Like his body is <sighs> incredible. Like I mean, mm. and, and the argument we always hear is when you have that most muscle on your body, when you do exert yourself, mm. it takes a lot longer. Right sure now, like look at well, me. Well, look. I'm yeah, I was going to
2: ask. Like, <sighs> is it true? Yeah, of course it does, Pete. It's like <laughs> don't be
1: ridiculous, mate.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, but listen, at the end of the day, it, it, it is what it is. We're going to get fights like that, and we can't be too greedy the whole time. I saw some people moan about like the pay per view. I paid money for this. You paid money for the best women's fight in mixed martial best, arts history. One of the best fights ever, ever. Yeah. yeah so, so, like, um, just get over it. Like, the shit happens. It's it's the fight game. It's not fucking tiddlywinks. winks.
1: What was your state <laughs> when you were watching Wiley and Joanna? I was in a hotel room by myself. Uh, trying not to wake Gosh, up. That well, dark. sorry, Elaine was asleep in dark. bed and I was trying not to wake her up because I was watching <laughs> the fight and I kept on going like, holy fuck, Jesus Christ.
2: Yeah. And she'd be like, shut the fuck I, up. I was actually remarkably calm. I've managed to sort of do that over the last year, a couple of years. That, I, no, that I, one, I, I was for me, is an exception to the rule. I was actually here in the office and fucking watching it on the box there and I was trying to go, Jesus, let's try and score this
1: I wasn't doing fight. that at all. I it, had yeah, lost my of, mind. I sort of
2: lost... But but I think I'd actually probably scored the same way if I look back at it again. I haven't watched it back yet again. I
1: need to watch it back. Yeah,
2: I do. And I think I had it uh, Wiley the first two, Joanna the second, uh, the third and the fourth, and I just shaded the fifth to Wiley. But like it could have gone either way. It was one of those fights. But listen, just just one for the ages, man. And uh, you know just just very special and I don't think MMA often gets the credit it does it was obviously Women's International Day on, on Sunday women, MMA has always been excellent um, for, for for women and female athletes they've always promoted them on the same level as the men so you know just on that note did you see
1: Leah McCourt featured in the BBC image yeah. they did for her that was class yeah
2: that was very good Leah's getting Leah gets a lot of um, media and mainstream media coverage up north and it's great to see that
1: and she was right at the top of the table yeah. as well like, I thought that was deadly yeah. it was great to see that um, beneath our youth Unbelievable Savage. finish of Drakkar closer. Um unbelievable. Absolutely. It was fantastic. Wild. Um I thought Neil Magney was fantastic against uh, the yeah. leech as well, man. Yeah, he was really good. Um Cowboy back in the wing called him against Max Griffin it was a very good fight. He was, but what about the sugar man? Ireland's own fantastic return Sean. to action. I thought I I mean I said to you mm. last week if this isn't spectacular. It's gonna feel like nearly a backward step for this guy because Usada have railroaded him like yeah, for two time. years. And Jesus Christ, man, that was a stunning could, finish.
2: Listen, you couldn't have done any more. He, he couldn't have gone any more to plan in terms of what you do and get in the cage and, and he, walk I mean deserve with his that statement. he does after this shit. 100 like. percent. And you could see it what it meant to him. He was exceptionally emotional. He goes, This has meant so much to me, you know, in the in the post fight octagon interview with Joe Rogan. And yeah, I'm delighted for him because he's one of these guys. That um, you know his career has been on hold, and we need, as we said last week, we need guys like this to f- you know promote the future of the sport and keep the, the the sport in the mainstream and make that transition. It's very very important. So I'm I'm really interested to see now what they do with with with, with Sean. Because that's, that's a decent, I mean, a tough dude. Like, not many people knocked the shit out of Canones like that. No. And he did.
1: That kick that he landed was unbelievable, <sighs> it was, it was, man.
2: sweet, dude. And uh, it, it, I think it was the uppercut was the uppercut yeah. Or uh, left hook or whatever it was on the, on the deck when he was on his knees. Really smooth from, from Sean O'Malley. And uh, yeah, really happy I am with that. And I think we need him now to, you know, Knock up the ladder and maybe fuck it, put him on Co main in Dublin. Like people would love Nathaniel that. Nathaniel Wood you know I mean? versus Sean O'Malley. There you go. Do it for Dublin, motherfuckers.
1: Marco Madsen's takedowns are a yeah. thing of beauty. Yeah. I know the man broke his jaw in the second round of that fight, but it's rare to see someone get that many takedowns in the open match space. Yeah. You know, usually in MMA you see a lot of push him against the fence, yeah. take them down. He's can, unbelievable. Can I just
2: say one thing about those two prelims and some of the prelims <laughs> we saw? Absolutely disgusted with with the crowd. There was no one in the arena. Like, Sean O'Malley, why aren't you going to watch Sean O'Malley and Marco Madsen? And Rodolfo Vieira, like, I mean, Jesus Christ. The arena was empty. I couldn't believe watching. I was like, what the fuck are people at, man? Like, seriously, guys. Fucking hell, get a grip.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Um, Rodolfo Vieira as well. Uh, Beautiful, beautiful win. Uh, over sapovac Safarov uh, Again, armed triangle choke. Mm-hmm. He just looks in a different league when And, he's on the and ground,
2: Marco, Ma- Marco Madsen as well. Did you see the amount of Danish in the arena? There was actually a fucking...
1: He's a national icon he, there, He's bringing
2: man. over a lot of people, man. Yeah. He really is. It was great to see. Um, but yeah, sorry interrupting you there all over the place, left and right. No, no,
1: that's pretty much all of it from the, the European uh, point of view anyway. Um, obviously, Darren Wynn mm-hmm. drops another um, fight there to Jared Merchardt. That's two in a bounce after Darren mm-hmm. Stewart has... Uh, Got that split decision win over My thought it was pretty clear win yeah, for Darren well, at that time. Yeah. Didn't know why it was a split decision. Yeah. But uh, yeah, really great card. Um, You know, and and look, go easy on these guys, man. I yeah. mean, what would you do if you fought Yael Rol- Rol- Romero? Jesus Christ. You'd be like, out of that fucking arena as soon as the fucking music came pass on, out. Pass out
2: and probably defecate in my, yeah. my shorts. Wake or,
1: up in, in a pool of your own shit. Yeah. He's I'm terrifying. Pissed. He's still terrifying. I still really like the guy, but... It's hard
2: to argue with why
1: when Dane is looking at it and, yeah. and looking at what like looking up Zhang and and Jacek
2: and then that yeah the Colombian did it no favors at oh all. Oh my god, it was yeah. a blood orgy. Imagine imagine, <laughs> imagine the two of them warming up in the back, looking at this, going "fuck, we've to you know try and re- replicate that." Yeah, unbelievable. Nah, listen, we we can't have it the way we want it all the time. Shit happens. It's the fight game.
1: Do you think? I think Costa and Adesanya, as Till was saying earlier on. I think that's going to be a far better fight. I think Yeah, but I
2: I, I don't think... There's no way the way Costa fights that he can do anything differently if he wants to win the title. He has to go out and do what he does.
1: Oh, stand in the pocket and trade. Stand in the
2: pocket and trade and get in Izzy's face. That's the only way he wins the title or beats Izzy. So yes, it's going to be a far more intriguing battle.
1: Mm, You'd assume. Um, Cage Warriors 112 was absolutely amazing. It was fantastic. Um... I got to see more of this live because I was cheekily watching in the bathroom of the wedding. But um, yeah, Jack Cartwright scares the shit out of me and I want to, buy, I want to grow a rat's tail now. What do you
2: think? <laughs> I love the rat's tail idea. Do you do think it. I
1: could do it? Like, Do you think I could pull it off?
2: <sighs>
1: I'm from Blanchett Sound. Like, I mean, it was a common You don't have a tradition
2: of growing your hair long, though, ever, do you? Well, I mean, it's not really a lot of my hair I have to grow long. I could definitely do it. But my yeah. hair grows at like fucking. You wild were always
1: going to do it a mullet, but you pussied
2: out of it. I've done the mullet loads of times. What are you saying? The, a real. I've one done though. a proper a mullet real lo- one. loads of times. Like uh, like like you're like, an yes. extra in a like, Leonard Skinner sh- video. Sh- sh- there, yeah. there.
1: But you never let it grow into its full beauty I did, at the back. Of course I did. I've never seen it.
2: Yeah, you haven't seen it. If, if you do
1: it, I want you to do it right.
2: Yeah, it's not fun to do. And man, maybe I get a mustache as well. I need a woman at this stage, and then a wife just to calm me down, stop me going to the pub. Yeah, maybe.
1: So. But uh, Jack Carroy, absolutely one-sided uh, win over Emmanuel Billich. We saw some of that wrestling, which was great to see. But his fucking right hand, man. I just
2: can't. It just looks, though, he's just trying to lump the head off you and then he just take down if he if he wants. But when
1: he hits, lads, like, I mean, Billich was, from nearly every round, mm. he looked like he was like, you know, Jesus Christ, every time he got hit with that big loop. and I, right I don't
2: really know how he got even around in that fight. I, I find it hard to, to understand how some of the judges gave him a couple of rounds in that fight. Did, did they? Yeah, like it wasn't like there was only 150-45 in the card like so yeah, it was a bit a bit uh, bizarre but I thought he won uh, I had a few on me watching this, so I don't want to commit to anything yeah. much
1: but um, I thought it, was, yeah, I thought so it did was
2: I. absolutely one-sided Yeah,
1: big time um, and it's great to see the crowd out from Manchester for that like Excellent. the first one because I, I know that they were always like do we have the draws here I think Jack has proven that they do Um, Adam Proctor for me is the shoe-in to fight Reese McKee in Belfast Um. Looked amazing against Flaminas. So dominant. And, and in every facet of the game, like, I mean, striking, he was backing him up completely. And then on the ground, he was establishing Mount nearly every yeah. time he hit, hit the deck. Just, it's a guy we always knew that was going to be right at the top of the bracket, at welterweight. And I don't see a better fight than Reese McKee and Proctor. Yeah. Well, well for that's, that that's
2: the one that's mean. you know, I think it was pretty much, that was like the semi-final to, to get on that to, to face Reese But
1: Proctor didn't say much about it afterwards when he was asked about it, you know. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't
2: get it. Unless like, Cage Warriors, you know, we'd we a little chat about that beforehand. Unless they want to have separate directions for both guys, they've done both, it in the past. Both two young, yeah.
1: great prospects. But I mean, if you're gonna put on the best fight for me right now, 100%, that, that would be
2: it. Hundred percent, and like if you know, as you said, if Reese goes out from an Irish point of view, if Reese goes out there and and takes Proctor's head off and touches him with Unreal. that death. That's a UFC contract for me straight away.
1: Absolutely. Where do you go after it? like um, George? Especially
2: Smith. after seeing Proctor at the weekend, how good he was. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that was the performance we've been waiting for, really, I think, in Cage Warriors. Absolutely stunning. George Smith had a great armbar win over Lucas Marcinkowski. And what about James Webb? Unbelievable. Back in the win column, yeah. Like, I mean, Jesus, that's a tough fight. Mick Stanton was absolutely brilliant in 2019. I think he was 3 0. He just moved up to middleweight. Looked very well rounded. Um, you know, the whole thing about Stanton was like, here's this boxer who's learned how to wrestle so well. Webb completely dominated him on the ground. Yeah, big time. Like, his takedowns were fantastic. Multiple nearly, takedowns nearly in every round. Nearly
2: a rear naked choke. Was that the last round? Yeah, um, he just
1: kind of off the side of it. But, yeah. like, this is the thing. Webb from the Notorious Frederick fights, I guess his activity on top was the thing that was called into question. Look at the work he's doing yeah, now. Yeah, big time. I mean, yeah, look, he came away with a draw that time instead of and, a win. And but I think,
2: think Chris came out and said he had a very challenging camp yeah you yeah he only and could train for three sport. weeks it's goes. unbelievable
1: and he looked in great shape to me he actually looked really lean to me when he was in there and stuff um, so great stuff to see James back there Like definitely the front yeah, of that yeah, KF gym yeah. without a doubt not that, not that we thought otherwise but Jesus Christ he, he's he been the guy that's really blazing a trail for them in terms of MMA from the get go um, and of course Ian Gary and everyone else behind him but um, yeah really really good card another loss for Scott Malone unfortunately um, but uh, yeah what about Paul Hughes? What about Paul Hughes?
2: Unbelievable, stunning again, and I think you know he never
1: like. I don't think he threw a head kick in that fight until that one, and then good luck.
2: Just so cool. And the way he
1: stood over him. It's just,
2: it's just. The, I love the arrogance, the brashness. Oh as man, it's, well. it's. It, 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 I it, love it. You go. This kid is star power, um, and I think he does. You know, I was texting Joe McCulgan yesterday. He was in his corner, obviously, and Joe was just telling me he was speechless. He didn't even know what to say after it because it was everything they wanted to do. Translated into the fight and even more. Um, so yeah, it's it's just it's just really good to see. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see what to do next with him. Um, he's called,
1: he's given Mads Barnell and Morgan Charrier abuse in his post fight. Unbelievable! Like the guy, the guy, he's confidence for days. oh my god. It's great. He's twenty two. It's 22. It's, uh, it's
2: it's crazy. Like, and
1: what about Caposa sharing an calling him yeah. Irish Uber prospect. I yeah. was like, oh my god, yeah. that, that well, just well, gets- well,
2: I think we've known that for a while, but it's obviously Paul's been very unfortunate with, with his hands, hands stuff, yeah. multiple breaks, guys not wanting to fight him, fight cards, uh, you know, last minute sort of getting thrown off, and it's been frustrating. But it's good to see him back in there now. He's had two fights behind his belt in sort short succession. He'll be on the Belfast card, I'm sure for for May. So that's three fights within short succession. And that's what he needs. He needs momentum to start building up and get these bigger names, definitely.
1: And if you're going to put Paul Hughes on the card, why not put James Sheehan on it as well? Fantastic, definitely, clean yeah. work from Team Rhinos, James Sheehan. Great to see him back in there. Brilliant. Um, took a beautiful rear naked choke. Real, real, like, you know, real clean clinical performance there. I'm sure Andy was very, very happy with that. Um, beautiful, beautiful
2: performance, I thought. An absolute stud,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I guess that's all from what happened there. So hopefully we'll have Cartwright on the Belfast card. He says he wants to defend there. We'll have Proctor v. Rees Oh. and we'll have all these
2: Irish Husey, prospects. Hughie McColgan, Everyone what you, like
1: the, the, is Bell? Is Bellator London going on the same day? Is that Cage Warriors? I think it is. Bellator London on the same day as the Belfast card.
2: Possibly is. I think it is. That would be very very interesting mm. because I know where I'd be going. Yeah, I and wonder I think, where I'm going
1: to get sent. Like, I mean, it's up to the U.S. office where I'll go. That day, well, I so.
2: think in terms of if you know you're an Irish fan and uh, you're an MMA fan in Europe, all greatest respect to Bellator, but there's a, a lot seems to be riding on, riding on the line with that cage warriors card.
1: Well, definitely in Ireland, there's yeah. no doubt about it. yeah. a lot of interest, but um, it's just in terms of international. you have got yeah, names like true. James that's Gallagher, true. MVP. These guys, a lot about it's going to be tough. Um So. Yeah, interesting to see how that one goes. Roy, right, let's get on with our second interview of the day. Um, as we said, it's a blockbuster episode, so we brought back one of the favourites, Piotr Jan, who's going to be fighting Marlon Morois in the main event of UFC Kazakhstan, as he confirms on the call. Um, Piotr seems very focused here, um, and and obviously didn't have a lot of nice things to say about Henry Cejudo, or Sahado as, as Noah likes to call him. But um, yeah, we'll have a listen with Peter, and we'll be back in about 15 minutes. Talk to you then. And once again, your favorite guest is back on Eurobash. It is none other than none other than the Siberian gangster himself, Pyotr Jan, who has some big news. Uh, it seems, based on his social media profiles, uh, Pyotr. It's been a long time since we have talked to you. How are you, my friend?
5: Very good, brother. Very good.
1: Now, I, I must ask, um, you have just put out um, a post saying that you have signed for your first UFC main event. As far as we knew, you had agreed uh, fights with Aljo, Moraes, and Cody Sandhagen. Uh, there was a report last week on MMA Junkie saying you would fight Moraes in the main event of UFC Kazakhstan on June 13th. Is this the fight that you have signed for today?
0: Как мы видели у тебя в соцсетях, то, что ты подписал контракт на свой первый поединок, главный бой вечера. И на прошлой неделе были сообщения, что ты будешь драться именно с Марайсом в Казахстане. Насколько это правда? И какой поединок ты получил?
5: Да, мы получили поединок с Марайсом. Это работа моих менеджеров, работа EXX. Я очень рад, что у меня такой бой с первым номером рейтинга нашего дивизиона и победа над ним, я думаю, будет таким большим вызовом для боя за титул.
0: Yes, yeah, thanks to my management team and to UFC,
1: Yes, I want to speak about the title later on, but just wanted to keep it on UFC Kazakhstan for a second. And um, I know this is very close to Russia. Um, what does it mean to Piotr to be main eventing there, and does he believe it will attract a lot of fans from his native Russia to come and see him fight there?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Kazakhstan находится по соседству с Россией. Что вообще для тебя значит быть главном поединке именно в Казахстане и ли? Много болельщиков, ты думаешь, из России поболеть? Да, конечно.
5: Возглавлять турнир, где бы он ни был, в Казахстане, это в России, еще где-то, это очень круто. Я думаю, что на мне также большая ответственность. Вот. Ну и я думаю, что, конечно, огромное количество людей с России приедет за меня поболеть и не только за меня. В принципе, Казахстан не так далеко от России, и там не нужна виза.
0: Yeah, I think it's uh, it's great to headline the event. doesn't matter where it's going to be, in Kazakhstan, Russia, or anywhere else. But it's also a big responsibility. And I believe a lot of fans will travel from Russia to Kazakhstan because it's close and you don't need a visa to go there.
1: Amazing, amazing. And, and you know, there's one thing I've been thinking about with the Russian fighters in particular – I know that there has been some bans for Russian athletes in the Olympics and the World Cup. But I know how big MMA is there. And I was wondering, with with, uh, athletes not being able to go to the Olympics or the World Cup, does that make the MMA fighters even more important for the Russian people uh, as they go in and take on the world as Pyotr is doing in the UFC? Do you feel without the football players and the other athletes, it makes the MMA athletes even more important to the Russian people?
0: Считаешь ли ты, что учитывая сейчас ситуацию э, в спортивном мире, где вот именно с российскими спортсменами, где ситуацию с допингом, где они не могут поехать выступать представлять страну, считаешь ли ты, что эти обстоятельства повлияли на то, что именно ММА бойцы из России как бы стали более популярны, стали э, их выступление приобрели э, большую значимость теперь для для россиян, для болельщиков, потому что они как бы продолжает поднимать флаг, в отличие как бы от других спортсменов, которые не могут это делать.
5: Конечно, я думаю, что это большая большой пример и для многих понимание, что ну, любить свою страну нужно, как бы, если я там живу, значит, я люблю свою страну, я выступаю, также, конечно, ездить и показывать это, что всё возможно, можно достичь больших высот для подростающего, для всех, я думаю, это большой пример и для спортсменов, что в принципе политического момента здесь нету как бы такого большого
0: здесь. I think uh, uh, us athletes and other fighters uh, fighting and competing and uh, representing our country, raising the flag, it's a it's a good example for young generation and. Uh, uh, I take uh, pride in representing my country on the world stage.
1: Right, right. Now, let, let's get it to the burning question here because after Piotr beat uh, Uriah Faber, I felt as though he was definitely going to be the next guy who fought for the title against Henry Cejudo. We now know that Henry Cejudo is going to take on Jose Aldo, who was coming off two losses um, in, in, the ma- in the main event of this Sao Paulo event in May. Um, did did Piotr expect to be fighting for the title after he beat uh, Faber and was he surprised by the announcement that Zahudo would be facing Aldo instead of him?
0: после того как ты победил Фейбера, ожидал ли ты, что ты именно подерешься за титул и был ли ты удивлён после того, как бой отдали Алдо, который на серии из двух поражений?
5: Нет, я не скажу, чтобы я ожидал, прям что я подерусь за пояс, либо что я сильно расстроен, что дали лежу за альдо бой за пояс. Как бы я принимаю эти правила игры, и в принципе своим возмущением я тоже как бы тут особо ничего не сделаю. Я думаю, что мне нужно трудиться и доказать делом, что я реально заслуживаю этого. Если надо, я говорил еще с первых своих боев мы перебьем
0: весь дивизион, чтобы получить бой за пояс. Yeah, I, I can't say I was expecting a fight for the title, uh, and uh, and I cannot say that I was upset, Jose got his shot. And uh, if I need to prove to the everyone and to the division that uh, I deserve to fight for the title, uh, I can do it with my actions. And uh, like I said before, if I have to clean out the division to get this title shot, I will do it, no problem.
1: It feels to me that um, there is a growing animosity between him and Henry Cejudo. Um, Ever since this announcement has gone gone out, there have been back and forth on social media. Does he believe that uh, Cejudo is a bad champion for the division based on the fact that he is not fighting the number one contenders and instead fighting Aldo?
0: Он обратил внимание, то что с у вас постепенно такой нарастает небольшая неприязнь, конфликт. И считаешь ли ты, что э, Сихудо является плохим чемпионом для дивизиона, потому что он не хочет драться с главными претендентами, а дерется с салда? Да,
5: До Сихуда он вообще, я вам скажу, ну он очкошник, он Ты защитил, выиграл по системи, он хотел защищать его там, он там долго был. Держал, как бы и один дивизион по под таком состоянии. Не мог понять, где он будет защищать пояс. Хотя надо было защищать 57. Там, там промурыжил полгода, год там, как бы, ну. Сейчас здесь, потом промураживал, выбирал, с кем он будет драться там. Короче, я не знаю. Понятно, что если исходить из рейтингов, то он. Ну, Альда, не должен был драться. Вот. Но. нет У меня к нему такой прям неприязни какой-то. Uh,
0: if you look at Sahura as a champion, you know, he won the flyweight title and uh, never defended his belt and he was holding up the division. The division was a big question. And then after he won the bent title, he also didn't defend his belt for a long time and kind of uh, was hesitant about his next move and was holding up the division too, you know. And uh, I can say, like, I dislike him but I wanna beat him up and I think he doesn't have balls.
1: <laughs> okay. Did did Sehudo take it too far with his recent post where he began to criticize Piotr's English speaking and he called him a communist potato? Is is that is that a bit too personal? Is that cutting it a bit too close to the skin for Piotr? Does that uh, intensify his feelings towards Sehudo at all? что <laughs>
0: перешел? перешел черту своими последними заявлениями и это стало немного личным, когда он тебя называл там коммунистическая картошка и так далее. Считаешь ли ты это уже личным?
5: Не, не, ни в коем случае. Я меня очень сложно вывести из себя либо как-то, чтобы я перешел на что-то личное. У меня к нему интерес, спортивный личные интересы. Я его, ну, как бы не воспринимаю там особо, ну нету у меня к нему какого то личного. не знаю, там просто охота, чтобы он защищал поезд
0: достойно. Yeah, you have to try harder to make it personal for me, you know. For me it's uh, mainly it's a sport interest. He, he got he got what I want, that's why I want to fight him, you know. And you know, he, you have to try harder. To... он мне говорит, типа, ты побил сорокалетнего
5: скейтбордиста, я теперь тоже хочу побить там лысого бразильца, который похож на Дануата, там, ну, знаешь, вот такие вещи как бы. Простоя, говорит, том, yeah
0: by him saying he wanna uh, fight Aldo because he's coming back from the injury and he, uh, I think it shows that he is not confident in himself and he's just saying that I beat up the 41 year old retired skateboarder but it's the it's guy that he was calling out to so mm. I don't get him.
1: Yes. Um, so, if everything goes according to plan and he, he beats Moraes in June in the main event of uh, UFC Kazakhstan, does he believe he will get the title shot then, or does he feel as though Sehudo is going to constantly try to avoid fighting him?
0: Uh, if everything goes according to plan and you beat Marais in the main event, you're ты that you will get a 100% guaranteed belt, or Sehudo will continue to look for ways to avoid fighting you. Я очень хочу, если выиграю этот бой, получить
5: следующий бой за пояс. Я думаю, что тут уже нереально будет ему искать себе какие-то бои, нежели подраться со мной. Я буду, я думаю, что я заслуживаю этого там 7 семь побед подряд. Нету таких такого, то скажем,
0: этого сока побед в нашем дивизионе. Uh, if I beat Marais, I think it will be a very hard for Sephora to deny my shot at the belt because I will be on a seventh fight winning streak, be and gonna be ranked number one. So I don't think he's gonna find his way out of the fight with me.
1: Does Piotr believe he will be a UFC champion before the end of the year
0: 2020? Веришь ли ты, что ты будешь чемпионом UFC до конца года? Больше uh, more yes than no.
1: <laughs> why, why does he feel like it might not happen this year?
0: Why do you think that it
5: might not happen this year? Why do you think как бы might not happen this year? Why do you think да it might not happen this year? Why do you
0: think that it might not yeah, don't get me wrong, I, I'm confident in myself and in my skills, but there's always some different uh, situations can happen and that aren't out of my control, so we'll see.
1: How does he see the fight with is going? Because Miroz is quite a big dude, a very imposing fighter for the, the weight division. Um, when, when I think about this fight on paper, I feel as though Piotr will be so relentless, it will be very hard for Maroyas to live with him in the later rounds. Is, is that how he sees it? He feels as though he can make him uh, wither over the first three rounds and potentially finish him in the championship rounds.
0: Как ты вообще представляешь, что пройдет бой с Морайсом? Он довольно большой, взрывной боец для дивизиона, и он видит этот бой как то, что ты будешь давить его первые три раунда и уже сможешь удостроить его в чемпионских раундах, в четвертом-пятом раунде. Как ты представляешь этот бой?
5: Я видел его вживую, я не скажу, что он больше меня. вот Я знаю, что как боец я разносторонний, сильнее, поэтому я верю в свою победу над ним. Я, как всегда, буду давить, буду бить ногами, руками, локтями, головой, бороться. Покажу зрелищный бой и... I'll show that I really deserve the
0: I saw Marais in person. I, I, I cannot say he's bigger than me uh, or something else. Uh, I will do like I always do. I will put pressure on him. Uh, I will throw punches, elbows, knees, kicks. Uh, and uh, I will take his head out.
1: Just a final question, and thank you so much, uh, Piotr, and to you, Sayat. You're always a legend for these things, I must say. Um, do, does he does he feel as though Moraes is a tougher fight than Cejudo at the moment? If he could pick uh, without the title, without everything, he's just looking at an opponent. Does he think Moraes is a harder fight than Cejudo, or Cejudo a harder fight than Moraes? <laughs>
0: каждый
5: по-своему сложный опасный и в любом случае это топовые бойцы да каждый из них по-своему опасен, в принципе но я всегда готовлюсь к каждому бойцу как последнему поэтому
0: both of them are top fighters and everyone all, uh, each one of them is dangerous in its own way and uh, for each fight I prepare as it's my last fight so I'm getting ready no matter what.
1: Thank you so much, Piotr and Syat. It is a pleasure to speak to you guys again. I cannot wait for June 13th. It's going to be amazing. I hope I can get over there to see it because I've been dying to see Piotr compete in the Octagon. Uh, And thank you guys so much again for coming on the show.
0: Yes, thank you for having us. All the best. Thank Thank you, you, Piotr. Bye-bye.
1: Always a pleasure to speak to the Siberian Gangster. Didn't threaten my life this time, and I appreciate that very much. I can sleep safely for the next week, at least. But, um, yeah, looking forward to that fight with Moraes. I think it's going to yeah, be a, a huge... Cracker. It's a huge star-making one for him, as well, when you think about the proximity, Kazakhstan to Russia. Yeah. I feel like he's, he's going to be, like, the hometown guy. It'd be oh, like, yeah, As definitely. you were talking to Till definitely. about Dublin
2: earlier, that kind of thing. Yeah. I, I see it in a very similar way. Amazing, yeah, definitely. And it's, it's, it's a fight for him. He wins it. It's a world title shot.
1: Absolutely. This Saturday night, though, at UFC Brasilia... Uh, We've got a few Europeans in action, but Kevin Lee and Charles Oliveira at the top of that card. you can't
2: wait for it, can't you? I love it. Love watching both those guys. They're two of my favorite guys to watch in the UFC's lightweight division. You know, Charles always brings it. We know he's been around for years and he's fought everyone, the who's who of that lightweight division. And Kevin Lee has just been so impressive uh, over the last few months. Um, Rejuvenating himself, uh, obviously, with that win over Gregor Gillespie, which was absolutely my knockout of the year last year.
1: I'm going for Charles Oliveira on this one, Will.
2: Listen, I, I wouldn't bet against it. I never rule out Charles, but I just think Kevin's... I was so impressed with how he's changed that mindset the last time out. I mentioned that he's just become cool, calm, collected. That Gillespie knockout was absolutely outrageous. And he's taken away, I think, that aggression. and Whatever he's done, he's re-challenged it into a more cool Kevin Lee. And a cool, calm, collected Kevin Lee is a bad motherfucker. And I just can't see Kevin not winning this fight, but I think it's going to be an absolute... Baron Stormer.
1: We could have a bit of a changing of the guards in the main event in terms of who is the great grappler. Gilbert, Millen, Gilbert Burns even, one of the great grapplers in this sport, obviously against Damian Moya, a guy who's considered the greatest, especially coming off that Askren win. But I, I just feel as though, when I look at this fight, Burns has a lot more to offer in the feed, I feel, than Moya. So I feel like when you have two grapplers deadlocked like that, it comes down to a different skill set, and I feel like he's got the strongest one.
2: Yeah, no, Yeah, I can see that, but I think uh, Gilbert's, um, Demian Maia has really sort of improved over the last number of fights that we've seen him. Mean, you know, he's flashed the jab. His jab's got a lot more flusher. So I just think his experience could be the difference here. And I know both guys are, you know, vastly experienced. But no, I think it's um, it's one of those fights. a flip of a coin, really, it is, isn't
1: it? Absolutely. Um, Moicano, you'd favor him against Hadzovic, but Hadzovic is a, is, a, is, a, is a Siberian gangster himself. Sorry, not Sur- a Serbian gangster. Or is he Bosnian?
2: Bosnian, I think.
1: Sorry, yeah. He's an absolute savage, though. And he's been fighting. And he's been training a bit and renegade and stuff. And the stories I'm hearing is he's an absolute animal in there. The guys love him. Um, and this could be a huge fight for him. Moicano coming up from featherweight. Um, but look, the way Moicano was looking at featherweight, it's hard to kind of look past him at times. I think he's an absolute animal. Uh, but that's a big fight for Europe there. But always risky enough going in and fighting in Brazilian on there. Uh, Oh, definitely.
2: Definitely. Moicano is a savage, though. He's, you know, he's absolutely excellent. I've been, you know, super impressed. Obviously, the the Aldo and and Chan Sung Jung fights haven't gone his way. But if we look at those fights against, you know, Calvin Katar and Cub Swanson, it just hasn't sort of gone his way. And maybe, you know, maybe maybe he's due something here and I think we're going to get it.
1: Kroilov against Walker. I feel like Kroilov is a lot more technical than Walker. Um, yeah, I think. We, and after the Corey Anderson fight, where he just kind of used straight shots and uh, didn't kind of wasn't intimidated uh, by the wild man approach from Walker, I, I feel like that's nearly given a lot of people a blueprint in some ways. You know.
2: Yeah, definitely. I totally agree, and I think you know Walker. He was just so messy, so all over the place in that fight against Corey Anderson, and I think, you know, Krylov's going to go in there and look for positions, and I think he's going to find positions um, that maybe Johnny isn't so technically good on and take advantage. I could see Krylov getting a submission or something like that here. I just have that feeling in this fight.
1: Russia's Alexey Kinchenko was a tough one on his hands here with Zeliski Desantos. Santos, man. That's a tough one to get back in the win column against, man. I felt like Zaliski was on a wild streak for a while there, and then to... F- you know that's a very tough assignment for Alexi Kanchenko, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you have Marina Moros again against uh, Bueno Silva. Does she feel every week?
2: If he doesn't feel like that, <laughs> yeah, Felix like is always
1: really popular with these guys. Yeah, cards. yeah, yeah. Okay. We got uh, Czech Republic's David uh, Vorak who takes on Bruno Silva on the preliminary card as well, and Bay Malecki looking to make it two and zero when she takes on Veronica Macedo. Decent card. Um, yeah. It might be an L next day. At watch for me, to be honest.
2: With you. Yeah, no, I agree, especially after the last.
1: Put them, put more Europeans on there if you want my interest. Yeah,
2: no, just the, nah, in fairness, so the last couple of weeks have been pretty taxing on the old, uh, the old, the old body and, and schlep. So yeah, I, I I might agree with you there, but if it's on at a reasonable hour, um, I might I might sneak up and watch Kevin Lee and Oliver because I, I really do like that fight. I have to say.
1: I just don't think I'm going to have the time after staying up on Friday night to watch Pedro Carvalho that is true. v Pitbull. My god, and Daniel Vichel v. Emmanuel Sanchez and Paul Daly v. Saba Hamasi. A lot of European interest here. Um, as you said, uh, Talk Tokov as well there against Fabio Aguirre. It's um,
2: Nick Newell's uh, fighting. There's
1: a but there. there's a lot of European interest yeah. on the card, is what I was trying to say. Like, I mean There is ion Pescu as well early in the night against Mark Lemminger.
2: Um Tokov, the two of them. Um the two Tokovs. Yeah. So it's yeah know it's it's interesting and obviously Pedro from you know our point of view and you know trains here in Dublin with S B G and
1: we're going to be hearing from Pedro later like I mean and look on paper I don't think he can look past Pitbull in this but Carvalho has given a great account of himself hasn't he like he's making me believe every yeah. time I speak to him every time I hear yeah. from him he he's he's not bullshitting in everything he's saying like he's he yeah. absolutely believes everything he's saying. And that's dangerous. Sometimes you don't believe guys, and it's just kind of entertaining what they're saying. But I he, don't get that voice Yeah, off he
2: just—he's one of those sort of straight, straight shooters. This is going to happen. This, this—it's even the way he, he uses his grammar and uses you know his, his, his words. It's just—and he
1: stops us when we're like, "Well, if it does," he's like, "No, yeah, no, stop. No, no. It, it, th- is, it going is happening. Yeah, it's
2: <laughs> just like one hundred percent." So. Um, you know, he's on a what, it's five six fight Win Street. That you know, Derek Campos fight Sam Cecilia looks super, super impressive to get into this position against Pitbull for this world title. Um quarter final bout as well and uh, the the larger scale of things in the Grand Prix it's just exciting, it really is, and I think Portugal, Brazil, as well. There's so many little. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of fans
1: getting flamed in that section there with Patricio yeah. and uh, Pedro. And
2: but, as you said, you've a, you've a, you've a piece coming out him later on this week as well. He's going to be on the show. There's just he, he, there seems to be a lot of fucking personal shit oh, there here
1: going is. on. I feel like people's trying to get in his head talking this stuff about Portugal because yeah. like they're both getting it the same way. Pedro's getting it out to Brazilian fans. He's getting it out to Portuguese. That's what it's all yeah, about. Of course, like that's that's when you know they're invested. But. Uh, Paul Daly as well on the card against Sabah Hamasi I, I, you know this fight I just like I feel like there's so many more interesting fights you can make with Daly yeah. um, I'm not jumping up and down to see that I expect him to win it of course but um, yeah I just I don't really get that one to be quite honest Um, as we
2: said I don't know if they've used Daly too well recently Bellator
1: yeah, and I feel like they kind of, they probably put a bad taste in his mouth by taking him off them commentary duty, because I thought he was quite good at that, to be honest, you know?
2: So did I, I didn't, didn't mind him at all being on it, so, listen, I, I don't know, you know, Paul sometimes, maybe from his previous history, hasn't been the easiest guy to, to deal with in times, so because we don't know what goes on. Uh, He's
1: meant to be on Eurobash a few times.
2: Yeah, well, there you go. Was never so. on Eurobash. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go, so that that's what happens, so, you know, listen, fuck it. <laughs>
1: Yes, yes. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I really can't wait for the main event, though, man. Who, who do you prefer? Like, I, I feel like we, we we asked Pedro about it. You'll hear the interview now in a minute. You know, I do agree with him that I like the Emmanuel Sanchez for him uh, fight for him a bit more in, in the semifinal than they do with Vigil just because of the two prospects going at it, um, or even Patricio v Emmanuel Sanchez. Um, I, I prefer that a lot more. Um, but what way do you see this going? Do you feel as though Pitbull can exchange with Pedro or do you feel like it's going to be a more working man-like performance he has to take him to the ground because it seems like Pedro's body kick and the sharp punches yeah. he's landing on people are really, really having big impact He
2: was so impressive on the feet and I don't think you know Patricio's going to want to play to his strengths here and not engage with Carvalho on the feet when he is so good on the ground it's a no-brainer to try and take him down and, and submit him and for obviously Pedro's to stay on his feet and use those kicks get flowy as Artem says and uh, that's his key to victory. It's it's no secret here, and I think both guys are gonna to play to their strength. It's a big one for SBG,
1: isn't it? I feel it is. Like I mean you It's know, been
2: a long while since there's been any world titles. Outside of Connor, of yeah, course. Yeah. So yeah. it is huge and it's huge um for everyone in the gym because it you know, if you've a guy there and he's, he's winning the world um, like imagine the the boost that will give the gym if he wins oh, a yeah. world title. Everyone, oh, I, I it's can, not
1: just can that can guy. On. You know, that's exactly. that's the the casual take exactly. on SPG. It's not just Oh, you if it wasn't for Connor, blah blah blah. So, I do feel like it's a very big fight for them.
2: Um, but it's been a long, long time, you know. There's like you've other James in Ireland who've had world champions, um, mm. in, in, in other promotions in that time. And, and you, have we really from from SPG? No. no, so it is. It's a big, big moment. And uh, listen, best best wishes to to, to both guys because it's going to be a good fight. But
1: I think it's going to be a great fight.
2: I just think I love that that Bellator featherweight setup. I think you know, you look at even White Shell and. and And Emmanuel Sanchez, like two vets of the game. And you look, obviously we hope... A.J. McKee's knee isn't as bad as... Pedro Carvalho uh, certainly hopes. Yeah, well, look, we all hope because he's 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 such a good fighter. He's one of the best featherweights in the world. That that division, that tournament is just... It's the best thing Bellator have uh, in, in their locker, in my opinion, by, by a long stretch.
1: And I'm excited to see what division they do in next Look, It is mm. a genuinely intriguing thing. But it's thing. just the
2: numbers they have there. Every fight nearly on that, you know, probably in the, these quarterfinals are left. They're very, very close fights. They're very hard fights to pick. And I think that's where people have maybe got disinterested in other divisions in Bellator and we haven't seen this kind of narrative that, you know, Pedro and, and Pitbull are putting on and the, people are getting really interested in it. And it's just great to see. It really is. Well, without
1: further ado, let's go to our interview now with Pedro Carvalho. Um, I don't
2: always like Bellator.
1: No. looks he said something nice yeah. there. But uh, let's go to our interview with Pedro Carvalho, a man who has... Uh, Become a very, very interesting figure on this European scene. A guy who's bowled over even my American colleagues when they saw him at the press conference over there. He'll be at the New York press conference, um, which will have happened already by the time this podcast comes out. But uh, always great to speak to him. And I'm really looking forward to the fight this weekend. I can say no more. So here's Pedro Carvalho. And now we are joined by Pedro Carvalho, who will look to claim... Another title for Europe this weekend when he takes on Patricio Pitbull in a very, very anticipated bout. There is bad blood. There is a lot being said between the two. Pedro, how are you feeling ahead of this fight this weekend?
4: What's so, up, I feel great. You know, like like I've been saying, like that—that's the thing that I've been saying more this week. I'm great. One day closer to become world champion. So each day I feel even better.
1: You know, it's amazing to me when I think about your whole career, though, Pedro. You know, you've come over to Dublin, um, maybe one of the lesser-known guys who was signed to Bellator first of all, and then you've gone on this incredible run, and now you're on the verge of getting that gold strap. I mean... Has this been an emotional journey for you? Because it seems like you've you've became you've gone from something you've gone from nothing to something huge, a contender in the Bellator uh, featherweight division. Um, does that journey, um, you know, what does that mean to you personally?
4: I mean, personally, very personally. I just the only f- the only feeling, a thought that I have about my, my career so far, my Bellator career so far is uh, deserved. You know, I just deserve this, you know. Like, I've been sacrificing my whole life for this. I I, I, I I given up of being a normal kid so I could be what I am today. I sacrificed to be close to my family to be what I am today. I sacrificed be with my son on his first 18 months of life, wow. you know, to be what I am so I can give him a future that I never dreamed to have, you know. So um, this is just for me it's just a little treat from comparing from the sacrifice that I've been put to, through you know so that's the only feeling that i have about all this you know and um i'm not i'm not going to kind of shine because of this this is this is not I work for way more than this, you know this is only a little tree you know this this for me this is just another day in the office. this is just another guy that everyone thinks they're gonna beat me and I go out there and I'm gonna dominate him and finish him that's it you know like this is just another day in the office for me I'm the underdog I'm the huge underdog and I go out there and I do what I do best that is fight and beat guys you know so i'm I'm just happy and uh, and I truly feel that this this is just a little treat compared for um for what i've been sacrificed all this time
1: that's amazing and it seems there's a lot between you two guys like i feel like you know even if of course we all know you in europe but i feel like the americans have been very attracted to the way that you've built this fight you've put your finger right in this guy's chest we have a feature coming out later this week on mmafighting.com where you and pitbull ask each other five questions and i won't get into what you guys said but it was very clear when we were gathering the answers and questions that you know this is very personal between you does that help you does that help help to motivate you ahead of a fight when you don't necessarily like the guy too much
4: Pitsy. <laughs> i'm going to be honest this, this i'm i'm cold blood in the in this thing you know i i don't care I, everything that that is said everything that we go back and forth in social media for me it's just fun you know he, he, i don't know how it takes if, he, if he's taking that very personally I, I I just been seeing that he is showing some weaknesses, you know, psychologically, because he's taking this like way to to personal. But hey, like, is his personal way to take things? I don't care, you know. I just want him to show up. I'll show up. I'll be there, and I'll, I'll bring the I'll bring the scrap, you know. So uh, that's 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 the only thing that matters to me. I don't care if if he says this or says that. If he tries to to play the the hero and try to. Make me look like the bad guy in this story. Like I don't care about all that. You know, for me, that's all kind of soap, soap opera things. You know, <laughs> I don't, I don't care about that. You can do, you can do whatever you want. If you want to be an actor or something, go ahead. You know, but the only thing that I'm focused on is is beat his ass. You know, and uh, and prove everyone wrong. You know, that's that's what excites me the most. And and uh, and what's gives me really happy, you know. Happiness is having this chance of just shut everyone's mouth.
1: It would be huge for you, right? Like, I mean, if you claim the title here and then go through to the semi It's going to be huge.
4: It's going to be huge.
1: But when this happens, if this goes according to plan, you know, you have won the belt of a guy who's considered the greatest fighter um, on the Bellator roster. Like, how much confidence would that give you going into the semis and then the final? Like, it would be huge, right?
4: No. Will be just another day in the office, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like I said before. Like, I when I say that I believe that I'm the best in the world, I'm not saying this because it sounds nice to the camera. This is what I believe since day one, since my 13 years old, that I will be what I am. I say to everyone, even, even with no examples in Portugal of a guy in in the high level of the sport, with one example, you know, everyone's told me, Pedro, you never, you never had even a Portuguese man close to that, you know, and. Uh, I just said I'll be there and I am here, you know, I I, I don't like to say that I, 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 I'm, I'm not wrong, you know, but uh, everything that I said, I did it, you know, and, and I didn't not because I predict or, or this or that, because not only I believe, I know myself, I work my ass every single day, you know, so beat Patricio Pitbull is just, you know, won't be a surprise for me because I know what I'm capable of. And, and if I believe if like if a guy truly believes that he's the best in the world, like why I should be extra confident to beat him, you know in my in my head, that's my obligation go out there and beat him you know and then go and beat the other and beat the other and beat every single one they put in front of me. you know beat guys doesn't bring me confidence. It just gives me more certain than I'm, 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 I'm what i mean say is true. you know the rest is rest but uh, no. Beat Patricio, Pitbull won't give me extra confidence. Of course, I'm gonna. It's gonna give me happiness. Of course, because having having uh, Patricio's name in my trophy list, it's uh, it's something very nice. Like I said, it's it's probably even at this stage, probably even better than winning the belt. Mm. But um, but but you know, it's just another day in the office in the end.
1: You know, th- one thing I've always noticed about you—you're always chasing the the hardest assignment you can get. You always want the toughest fight. You want to fight the guys who are considered the best in that division. And one thing we've noticed is uh, AJ McKee might be his position in the tournament might be jeopardized because of a knee injury. Is that upsetting for you, knowing that you wanted to fight him, you wanted to go in and prove that you're better than this guy, um, or is that far from your memory? I mean, far from your mind at the moment as you prepare for Patricio.
4: No, yeah, yeah, I, I, I really knew, and um, straight away, like I can tell that straight away, I, I, I was pissed off. You know, I was pissed off. And I'm pissed off because it's not officially yet, but um, yeah, I'm a bit pissed off because first, I don't, I don't desire bad to anyone. You know, like in the end of the day, we are, we are human beings, and and uh, I don't, de- I don't wish bad things to anyone. You know, doesn't matter who he is. Um and yeah, like I, I I want you know, I mean he can fight. I can even he can he can even lose with Caldwell. You know what I mean? But uh, but yeah, but I I, I wanted really bad to to get him like a, like he will be that my pick. You know, I I was waiting for the December slot because no one was picking him, and I was like, that yeah, this is it. I'm I'm gonna get my chance to put my hands on him, and then campus will hand in front of me. But um but yeah i hope i hope i hope everything goes well for him. he keeps on the tournament and uh I'll meet him in a final you know hopefully that that's that's what happened but like I've said like you can ha have, have hand on this the same thing as as on the um, on the other semi on the other quarterfinals fight between sanchez and uh, and um and Vichel, you know for me if I could pick, I would pick Emmanuel sanchez because he's one of the favorite guys he's one of the top contenders everyone says. This is about them. This is about that. And if I could choose, that would be the guy that I would choose to the semifinals, only because of that. But uh, you know, you cannot control that things. You know, for and uh, in the end of the day, I, I just want someone there so I can beat, so I can go on and win this whole thing. You know, but um, we cannot choose these things.
1: We talked about what this means for you, but what does it mean for SBG? This is um, a first world title fight in a long time that doesn't have Connor's name attached to it. I mean, do you feel like the gym is getting behind you? I have to say, um, I heard great things about you just months into your career with SBG. And from the biggest names in the gym, like, you know, uh, Peter Queeley, Artem Lobov, singing your praises, singing your work ethic. Do you feel like this is having an effect on the gym as well? Do you feel them getting behind you?
4: Oh, 100 percent. The 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 um, that was one of the things that that made it so easy to to move to Ireland. and though like from the very first day that, I'm, that i that that I moved to Ireland, I I felt I felt like an Irishman because I I I was so well received, so like supported and treated, you know. And like I never felt that I was outside of my home. I just felt in home every, all all the time, you know. And um, it's been it's been like there since they won, it's like not not because I'm now fighting for a belt that I, I feel like I have more support. The support is the same. And uh, it's been absolutely fantastic to see, you know, um, of course, th- this time people are, are, are trying to give their best to to um, to give me, like, you know, some extra energy to bring to this fight, you know, because they want this also as, as me. And uh, it's been amazing, like, this camp, to see so, so everyone so involved, you know, so attached to this, like I am, and um, yeah, like like, I've, like like I've been saying many times, we are we are not a team, we are we are a big family, you know. We take care of, we take care of each other's, we uh, we got each other's back, and um, and be able to not only write my name in, in in the history team, being able to to bring such an achievement to the team, you know, and uh, and help built a little bit more the the team's name it's just uh, it's just a blessing for me you know it's truly a blessing you know like I am what I am because of these guys I am what I am because of the team and be able to retribute like with a world belt is I think it's just you know a blessing for me
1: we know that uh, Connor sometimes gives uh, his teammates a, a bit of last-minute encouragement. Have you talked to him at all? Has he uh, corresponded anything with you ahead of this title fight? I know um, it will mean a lot to him as well, seeing a guy like you from his gym going in and fighting Patricio.
4: Yeah, like like we uh, we we talk more like on on the beginning of on the midway my camp. There was when he was getting ready for Cerrone. You know, mm. he was more around the gym. Like after the surround fight, he's been in the dream in 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 the gym, but we never uh, cross paths, you know. So we never had the chance to uh, to talk. But uh, but yeah, but like last last, last time, for example, against Cecilia, we had a chance. And uh, but yeah, like I, like I know, I know, I know. Yeah, he's behind. Like for example, on the end of the of the um, the Sam Silla fight, he, he gave a call, which was like five uh, five. In in Dublin, you well. know, so so yeah, like I said, we are we are a big we are a big family in SBG. We we um we we support each others. We are behind each others, and uh, like I said, we are not we are not team members or teammates. We are we are we are a family. We are brothers and sisters that are take care of the family and uh, and the wealth of the family. That's it.
1: You know, Pedro, the one thing I've noticed from talking to you ahead of this fight is that you feel like if this guy stands with you he's going to be in big, big trouble. Um, I know that you feel like you're one of the most elite strikers in Bellator at the moment, but but just give us give us your perception here. What happens if Patricio comes out and he, and he does try to exchange you? He does try to go punch for punch with Pedro Carvalho. What happens then?
4: Then we'll see, you, you will see what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, hey, I'm like, I, I don't like to, to, to say, to, to when I when I speak about my skill set, I don't like to speak about my striking or this, because I'm resuming myself as one thing, like, I'm an MMA fighter. I can finish this fight whenever this fight goes on, you know? And um, if he tried to take me down, there will be no problem. I, I I'm good with my back on the mat, on top, against the cage. doesn't matter, you know. But uh, but yeah, like I'm counting. I'm counting that he is is going to try to um, to stand up with me, you know. But I'm also aware that he's he's, he's smart. He's not stupid. He's not. He, he doesn't take risks. But who knows? If you take risks, that's gonna uh, I'm gonna like it. I'm gonna like very much. But um, but yeah, we are we are ready for 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 everything. Doesn't matter the outcome that it will try to bring. We are we every every corner is covered, well covered, and uh, we are ready to everything. And uh, in the end, you know, we have all the solutions to to implant our game plan, and uh, everything goes as I've been said.
1: You uh, mentioned your son and and missing out on a lot of the first 18 months of his life uh, because of your training and your fight career. Are you conscious that this moment um, will be something he'll look back on and, and, and you'll be able to explain to him the sacrifices you made to, to get to this position, you know, when he's older, maybe 10 years from now. Are you, are you conscious of that, that this will be a, a moment that he'll ask you to tell him about probably for the end of time if everything goes the way you, you plan to, even if it doesn't? The fact that you've you've climbed this mountain so quickly in his younger in his younger years where he's just coming into the world, do, do you realize how much that will mean to him later on in his life?
4: Yeah, I know. I know that, that there will be, like, big things, but at the same time, I, I don't... I don't think about that too much because I don't want I want my son to to have his own thing, you know. I don't want mm. my son to be as uh, like the Pedro Carvalho's son. Right. You know what I mean. I want him to be Benjamin Carvalho. That's it. He is. He, he will have his own thing, whatever he decides to be, and 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 go forward. And uh, I don't. I don't want. I don't. I never really think about that. Like. I just think about the opportunities that that I can give to him, the life that I can give to him, and that's what matters to me. You know, I I, I, I don't intend to have my name attached to him like a shadow or something. You know, because you know that's that's never good. So you know, I never really thought about, or really thought about. Of course, there there will be big things, especially if 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 he's you know, no proud of of what is that done. You know, but in the end of the day, what really means and is important to me is um is the life and uh, that i can you know give to him the best life that i i can possibly give it to him that's that's what matters really to me
1: oh i, I guarantee he's going to be very proud of you pedro absolutely um, no doubt about it and um, I, I got one more question it's a bit of a cliche but i gotta ask um what is your prediction for this fight when you think about it when you're at home when you're thinking about how this fight goes down what way does it finish for you
4: since this fight is scheduled, I've been sad like I I even have a note, but yeah, but I that note I will show after the fight. Oh on come post, on, don't
1: tease us, Pedro. Don't tease us. No,
4: no, I'm gonna tell. I'm <laughs> gonna tell. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna knock Patricio out. That's that's for sure. But the way you will see. You will see how I'm gonna finish it. But doesn't matter, like I I, I see that I'm I'm I, I feel I truly feel from the very first moment that I'm gonna knock him out, but at the same time uh, I, I'm not going there to looking for a knockout. You know, I, I I'm a mid martial artist. I can finish the fight anywhere, and uh, I like to go in there with with my with my head like a a blanket paper. You know, I just gonna slowly, second by second, minute by minute, I'm gonna write the history of the fight, and uh, and we'll see. And uh, the finish will appear. If he's on on the ground or or standing up, and if he doesn't appear, it doesn't matter. I'm gonna get the job done in the end, and that's what matters to me
1: well so what do you do you have a technique written down here on this piece of paper on around owner
4: no, it's not a fancy no, it's not a technique, it's not about a technique. it's just like it's just something that i I see happen, you know it doesn't mean that it's gonna happen. But I truly believe that it might happen, you know. But uh, like I've said, like I don't like to uh, get stick with uh, with thoughts of something because then you're gonna limit yourself to that thing, you know. But uh, but yeah, I'm seeing myself knocking Patricio out.
1: Pedro, I'm very intrigued by all of this, and I can't thank you enough for getting on speaking to us today. And um, best to look at the press conference later on, and I cannot wait for this fight this weekend. And um, we're all rooting for you here in Europe.
4: Thank you very much, Pizzi. Appreciate the time, and uh, yeah, I'll give I'll give Europe one more belt. Don't worry about it. <laughs>
1: Good man, Pedro. Thank you so much, sir. Well, there we have a Pedro Carvalho. What a man! Lovely a, fella. A very inspirational man, I must say. Um, and uh, it's hard not to get behind him when you hear what he's put himself through to get himself into this situation. Um incredibly driven, dude. Like I, I don't sense an even an ounce of bullshit off that guy.
2: There's no doubt. he's no doubt in his mind about anything that he's going to do. And he's very um, decisive in what he says, as we were talking about earlier on, on what he wants to do. And as you said there, I do, I think, you know, he talked about his son, um, just a very likable guy, a really, really likable guy. And it's hard not to root for him. (laughs) Yeah. You know, look,
1: he's team Europe. What do you want me to say? Yeah. So,
2: um, yeah, I can't (laughs) say it,
1: but you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. (laughs) 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 But it is, you get, you listen, you get people like that. And, um, it's uh, It's an intriguing battle and I think if you're going to write him off, you're a very, very silly person because, listen, you could you could go out there and do this on Friday night.
1: The New York Stock Exchange. Yeah, this is, is very
2: worrying. Just crashed. Um, Jesus. While we're on air here. Does that so, not mean it,
1: I'm not getting paid now tomorrow? <sighs> <laughs> How does this impact me? That's all I want to know.
2: Fuck, I spent my last fucking few quid on a, on a vegetarian pizza last night. <laughs> I'm not even yeah. joking. Hang on a second. I've oh. literally... 12 euro in my bank account I'm not even joking tell, tell the people When's the last time You ate red meat Two weeks ago Jesus Christ. Two weeks ago Tomorrow Yeah Or any kind of meat Is it Yeah nothing I've had nothing Even white meat Nothing Jesus so, Yeah like for someone Who eats a lot, a lot of red meat Like it's uh, Did Joaquin
1: Phoenix's uh, Speech have a big impact On you at the Oscars
2: No it didn't Fuck it Fuck uh, No it didn't um, I just fucking I don't know I think just when the Coronavirus stuff Started hitting up I was like Oh just I'll just maybe lay off the meat. I'm getting a bit fat. To be honest, I've always sort of looked at, I watched that uh, team James James Wilkes did, yeah. And I said, just be interested and see if you did a little bit more energy and stuff like that. Because I did, man, I used to eat like bloody a lot of red meat. Like I'd be eating three, four times a week probably. Um, Steaks, you know, rib roasts, all that sort of shit. So I've actually, I've noticed my my gut is not as bloated as it normally would be. So you think Um, you're
1: going to stick with it? What's the plan? Like, I mean, is it the? Real, there's no
2: real plan. I'm just said fuck it. I'll, I'll just, you know, just do day try and, to day. May, Yeah, maybe eat a little bit healthier because I've put on a lot of weight in the last couple of years. And I think you're gorgeous. I, I think I am too. And you know, when I got a few out, of uh, struggle,
1: friends took interest there and they'll pick yeah, or put up the hook, other day. Did they hook,
2: hook a brother up? Do you know what I mean? Like so. Um, yeah, listen. I just need to start getting healthier. I don't want to die. I
1: yeah, so. don't want you to die either. No.
2: Yeah. Some people do, but uh, well, look, not everyone. But there's no need to talk about Neil Siri like that. <laughs> he's a he's a little <laughs> Welsh, isn't he? Oh, uh, no, man. stop! But now listen, that is worrying. The New York stuff. Holy shit! Like it's obviously a direct knock-on of, I'd imagine, of what's going on in terms of the coronavirus, and it's just mental shit. Fuck me! Just,
1: just we'll still be out. here in London. They're not gonna they're not gonna take this away from me. The one of the biggest weekends in European <laughs> MMA. They cannot do this to me.
2: Man, I wouldn't be holding your breath for that card. So, what was going on? How was your wedding? Discuss. It was fantastic. Um, it was a
1: lot of late nights. Um, I wore a beautiful suit. I felt fantastic. Um, <laughs> Is yeah. Elaine better? Elaine, Elaine was meant to be on antibiotics, but somehow ended up on the sauce. She um, did. But I was just saying, I'm having nothing to do with this.
2: What did I say to you? You, you were going, okay, it's the we can't drink. I'm not drinking. I said, shut the fuck up, P.T. You're going to be drinking. Not a hope you're not out of the I was drinking,
1: yeah, as, as I woke up that day.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I polyed off your sake as well. You got, oh, did you, yeah? It's all gone. Not a fucking drop. There's left. red meat in there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Rocket but, fuel, petrol. Great it, stuff. It's
1: me, the low, low energy this week. It's me because of this this wedding uh, Shit happens, know, man. man.
2: You, listen, we can't like. It's tough, like, <sighs> it's tough. Too much sport on at the weekends. we weddings the odd time. We have to go to. We just have to accept it. It's part of the fucking game, man. It's part of the process. Oh, fantastic time with the wedding. Though. Did we it's show amazing. up on Monday? Did we show up today? Did we get it done? Did we get over the line? We fucking did. So fuck is all the goats. Um, fuck is all. <laughs> 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 well, look, they're such lovely people. You know, how you look like you look like the fucking grim reaper there with the yeah, hood up.
1: I'm in bits. I'm uh, I'm fading rapidly. I'm just going in between thinking, oh yeah, I'm full of beans. Yeah, oh, I was up at three a.m. this morning because my body clock is so fucked from that weather. No, I'm I mean, just, I'm just even two hours. A just and in all.
2: general, my body clock is fucked. It's like yeah, two three hours like Monday Tuesday last week. I think it was three hours between the two and mental yes. stuff.
1: Well, well. So, look, let's let's look ahead to the weekend.
2: And United Beat City.
1: Yes, let's look ahead to the weekend. Uh, perhaps another European champion crowned. Wouldn't that be fantastic? A lot of things going down, a lot of moving pieces. We're going to be back next week with another fantastic guest list, no doubt about it, for your 74th episode of Eurobash, your audio broccoli. Don't show it to any casuals. They're constantly trying to... And break through the walls and become diehards like us. Don't let them listen. Only share it with your cool friends because we hate losers. Peace. Thank you very much. Mwah.